Hey everybody, Coach Clay Banks here, coming to you live from our studio at Clay Banks Studio International. Welcome to another episode of The Performance Zone, where we bring you in-depth, detailed insights into the minds of different industry professionals to help you navigate the waters of the entertainment industry for yourself. We bring you different guests each episode covering different topics. And today I'm really excited and proud to have my good buddy with me, Halston Williams from Halston Williams Photography. And we're going to let you meet Halston. So without any further ado, Halston, welcome to the show. How you doing there, Clay? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I just wondered, how, when did he start wearing glasses? Well, you know, we kind of share the same uh, nearsightedness. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, we share the same glasses. We That's good. We don't have an optical plan. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. So, so Austin, uh, we uh, want people who don't know you to know a little bit more about you. I explain you as a uh, top-notch photographer who can shoot a headshot like nobody's business, and you really do amazing work with women. So you want to expand on that? Well, I do good with guys, too. I get some good shots. I know how to you shoot. Do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the question would be, what makes a good shot? Is that what you're... Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, photography and you as a photographer, or just the kind of people who get to know you oh, a little all right. bit. Well, I guess the background is, is uh, I started off as a bricklayer. <clears throat> then I hurt my back and had to do something else. I got into the modeling and commercial world. And uh, that... Uh, took me to Europe, uh, and uh, when I was over there, I picked up a camera and started shooting the models I was working with on jobs, and uh, and it was uh, shortly after that when I got back to London after big jobs, I'm seeing sometimes just one shot that a model would let me shoot, and it would end up on her Z card. So it was telling me, well, maybe I'd explore this a little mm. bit more. So I ended up starting to shoot more and more, and I, I ended up being a little bit of a talent scout because when I left one agency, um, she said, well, if you leave, you got to find me too, like you, or better. And I started uh, shooting some people, and I, I shot a set of twins, and they got signed, and then I moved on to uh, another agency. I moved on to the Nevs agency, which was handling uh, Gregory Peck and... Uh, and uh, the James Bond guy, what's his name? Sean. Roger Moore. Roger, Roger Moore. Roger, Roger Moore. Okay. Yeah, back in the day. And so anyway, that went on. And so I started having a dual career. And then when I got back to the States, uh, I was known as a beauty photographer. And uh, I just knew how to like women, and you know, in a way that it was always flattering. And so that's how that came about. And uh and then I learned how to shoot guys, which is cross light and rim light and all that stuff. But I think really with me, and I think this is what uh, aspiring models and actors should know, is it's it, it, there's a lot of shooters out there that shoot technically, and that's okay. But uh, I've always shot emotionally. So that means that when you're in front of the camera, don't look at the camera, look through the camera. And if you're going to smile, find something inside yourself that uh, makes you really smile. You know? Now, now <clears throat> the majority of our audience uh, are actors. Um, 
And what I like to do is kind of bring out information that I feel is really going to benefit the actor. So let's talk about what works really well and what doesn't work really well with your talent when you're actually shooting them. So what makes for somebody that really can, you can get a really killer shot from? What are they doing? Well, they're usually uh, a little more seasoned and they've probably already done some scenes in a workshop situation where they've developed characters and they bring that character with wardrobe and everything to my set and uh, I just uh, let them roll. And one of the techniques I use is that say, you know, do the monologue without moving your mouth. Live the internal story. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Live the internal story. Have something going on. Don't just stand there and pose. It's a little bit difficult when people show up and they don't know what they want and they don't know where they fit in to the industry. That's why I always express to people, you know, get some training somewhere. Get, uh, get a sense of what you can do. Uh, find out what you can move into comfortably. I mean, you're not going to see Dustin Hoffman play Dirty Harry and you're not going to see Eastwood play... Um, Rats or Rizzo from, from Midnight Cowboy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, just uh, slipping in a plug here. You know that I do I do headshot coaching, and and the reason for that is years ago when we shot reels. You know, you shoot thirty six pictures, and we would have to buy a shoot, and you'd pay for a roll, and if you wanted another roll, you wanted another roll, and it, it would take sometimes six weeks for that whole process to be done, from all the developing and the trannies, and then getting the prints, and then finally having your the, the, the retouch it at a retouching place till you had your black and white eight by ten. It would yes, take a while. It was a process. And the actors would come in and they'd say, Coach, I want to show you my shots. And I'd be like, why? You already shot. There's nothing I can do besides just tell you they're probably not going to be good. And they would show me the shots. And a lot of times they just weren't good. And it was so painful because that process was so expensive. So that's when I started working with actors going, listen, I'm going to, to, to put a coaching package out there that allows actors to know what to do, to understand more about what you're talking about with the internal story. So that when they got in front of guys like you, as you know, when you get actors from me that have been trained, you've said it many times that it's so much easier to, for you to do your job. Yes, because I think most of them, they already know that they're not supposed to wait for a camera snap. You know, you, tr you treat it like it's a, a moving camera and you just stay natural and uh, let the shooter find you. Don't try to find the shooter. You get in trouble when you do that, you know. Wow, that's really a great, that's a, a great thing right there. So instead of sitting there waiting to have your picture taken, be in a moment, be in an internal dialogue, be in a scene, and be, and you capture it. But that's pretty easy then. Yeah, it's fun. That's why I have a blast with kids that are only five, six, and seven years old because they're just totally themselves. And you just hold the camera and let them go, and and then you look at shots, and you just there's so many to pick from, and that's what's fun. So the actor, and, and I think that's what it is. I think you really have to have a a a, a, a an amateur uh, attitude. When I mean amateur attitude, I mean the Greek word amateur, meaning to. Uh, to love, to really love what you're doing. And that's 
that's what's great. And sometimes when you get too professional and you got to get it and you get yourself in a box and you think you've got to do it this way, you got, oh, I don't like this side of my face. And, oh, you know, and I just, you know, you're, you're lost. That's like an actor doing a scene and he's listening to himself going, oh, no, that's wrong. Oh, that's right. It's the same thing. So the actor really needs to be as a child and, and, to, and to play. Yeah. Just play and, and free up and be able to play and free up in front of the camera. Correct the moon, dog. Is that about it? Yeah, that's 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 one of the things. Okay. How um, about, uh, so let's just talk the opposite. What is it that really, like, think of some of your most, or more difficult people, no no names, but some of your more difficult people. Well, actually, I'm going to drop a name. Oh, no, are you? <laughs> All right, I won't. <laughs> Why would you drop a name? Well, because he's such a, 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 a He's such an icon. I mean, he's, oh, well, you know, it's up to you. I you mean, know, I mean, I don't know. Don't I mean, get us in trouble. Well, I, well, I don't. You know, it's uh, well, okay. I, you know, it's like uh, when I was working with Christopher Lloyd, who does Back in the Future, and he does all these things. He's petrified with a still camera. If he's not working three or four days on his character, and you can't find him for three or four days when he's getting ready to do a role. He shuts off everything, his phone, everything. You're not going to get a hold of him. But when you do get a shot with him, the only way I could get him to totally relax is I had his girlfriend tickle him while we're shooting. <laughs> and so that does happen. And, and some, uh, some people that are really uh, way up there do have problems with the camera. So it's one of the things. So that problem would be what? Just freezing up and not allowing their personalities to come out? He, well, it's I, I'm not in their inside their head. Uh, the only thing I can figure out is that they're very critical of themselves, and that uh, if they don't have that thing going on and they're comfortable enough, it's you know. First of all, Chris comes from theater, and 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 then he went into television, and he does what he does. I mean, he he doesn't spend time in front of a still camera. So what I'm getting at is that those of you who are out there having problems with. Uh, getting in front of the camera, don't don't get too down on yourself because it's a process. My first pictures when I shot was like, whoa, that was really bad, really bad. And it's a process, you know, you have to keep working. And here's the thing, you can find a friend that has a camera, you know, but use that friend just to get the practice. Don't really expect to get that dynamite shot that an agent looks at or a casting agent looks at and goes, whoa, let's bring him in. Because usually people that have cameras, they end up, they got a tree growing out of the back of your head or something like that. But the main thing is use it as a training. This is what I tell models when I was working with them. Get in front of the mirror and pose. Tear, tear out tear sheets in magazines and see if you can emulate that image and stuff like that. So in a way you can do that with headshots too. And one of the things are if you do have an agent, you know, have your agent give you at least 10 pictures of what they think is a dynamite shot, and then you emulate that. Yeah, you know, back in the day, uh, this was prior to you, my photographer was a, a guy named uh, Sandy. Uh, Sandy, Sandy, Sandy Spear, Sandy Spear, it's been a long time ago, back, back in the day. Um, it, I, think, I think it was before I met you. And um, I shot with him several times, roles, you bought roles, and we're shooting black and white. And I was like, no, I want one shot. I know what I'm looking for. And I went out doing exactly what you're saying. I went out looking for the guys that 
I was closely associated with at the time. And I pulled their, their sheets, just like you're saying. And I, and I sat down and I did my homework and I went, this is the shot that I want. And I got very clear on it. And I brought in a little board with the pictures on and I sat down with, with Sandy and I said, Sandy, I want this shot for me. So I want this part of this, this part of this, this, this is what I want. One roll, one look, one wardrobe, one location. And all I did was just this little subtleties until we got it. And that shot, Halston, my agents used for just about 10 years for everything. And you ended up doing about two to 300 commercials yeah, and stuff I mean, like well, yeah. that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, I, it, it, it did well for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So one of the reasons why I recommend a, a lot of people to you is because what really is exciting, and I, I, I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of time together, but one thing that's just really exciting what I tell actors is when you get with him, he's got a wardrobe closet, he's got toys, he's got tools, he's got locations, and you just got to play. You got to let Halston do his thing because you just have a way of looking at somebody knowing how they need to be outfitted and knowing where you need to put them. And then you go and you just, you get them. And to me, that's, that's just, that's priceless. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think because of the background of all the years of doing modeling and then doing uh, shootings for magazines and, and stuff like that, you kind of know your four seasons and you know what kind of wardrobe goes with those four seasons. That's one thing. You mean the season of the personality and the complexion <clears throat> of the person, right? Yes. Yeah. The color of the hair, the yeah. eyes and everything. It puts yeah. them in a category. Winter, and summer, spring. Yes, color. right. That, that does help. Uh, so uh, like right now, I'm, I'm a summer. And so you can see with the blue eyes and the white hair and the, and the blue shirt, that's a summer. And that's what you got there. I wasn't a summer all the time when I was a lot younger. I was more of a uh, kind of a fall, you know, if you like that. So that's how that works. That's one of the issues. The other thing is, is that when, when I'm talking to them and, and I, and I recommend that if you're uncomfortable, you know, first of all, really, you got to be connected to the shooter. You know, if, it's like if you call up somebody and you're going to get a headshot for 50 cent, 50 cents and you go over there and, and he just bangs off something, there's, there's nothing there. There's got to be, a connection because you're looking you should be looking through the lens if you're looking through the lens you're going to see me and you'll usually see me with a smile on my face or i might make a mention like you know think about uh, you know something you really did for someone that made you feel good you know and what how does that feel so i'm getting goose pimples just thinking about that yeah i did a headshot coaching session with a student just at the end of last year i mean and we worked it out and she was into it and she came back after the, after the, she didn't shoot, shoot with you. She shot with this other guy, had his big name in Hollywood, and she paid all this money. And she comes back and she shows me the shots, and they were all the same, and they were dead. And I said, what happened? She goes, oh, my gosh, it was terrible. He was so uncomfortable. I, I, I just didn't feel safe around him. I, I felt like he was even a little sleazy, and, and I just couldn't, I couldn't go there. And it must have been a purdy gal. That's well, all I can tell you. Well, <laughs> he, she just didn't feel safe around the photographer, and so she couldn't let her personality out. 
Well, that kind of goes both ways, doesn't it? I mean, you know, who who was the one who sprung the pollen first? Was it him or was it her? So that tells me that maybe there's a part of her that was uncomfortable, which made him more uncomfortable. And then well, what do you got? You're dealing with a shoot that, you know, that's, if that happens to me, what I do is I put them in a rough outfit, get their makeup looking rough, and I get them to be the bad girl or the bad guy, you know, and help get them worked up to a point where they can really be themselves. There's all different techniques to try to, I got a set of keys that opens up the door to help that person be themselves, and you just got to figure it out, and that's through years of doing acting workshops, working with coaches, like back when I was studying with you and we were doing improv at the comedy store and stuff like that. I'll listen to what you say and I go, oh, that's a good key. I'll remember that. I'll remember I'll use that to open up the door to get that person to be totally themselves, you know? So I really love this crew you have here, Clay. <laughs> Three beautiful women. This is wonderful. Shh. You're supposed to be telling everybody what's going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. the mystery behind the camera. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. okay. Sorry. Tell me about, just before we move on from this, tell me about uh, if you can think of a photo shoot that went bad and you had to save it. I mean, you know, the, 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 the actor just like lost it or something or ran, was going to run off set. I mean, something that just did not go well at all. I think probably through my 40 years of shooting, I've had maybe two experiences uh, that was like that. Usually I turn the negative into a positive. Yeah, you do. You're really great at that. Yeah. And so uh, I had one gal that she just kept uh, blinking excessively. And, and then I tried to shoot her in areas where the wind, and that got worse. And and uh, and then that was back in the days when I was shooting film, and I was only uh, allotted, uh, you know, three roles right. for that particular campaign that I was doing. It was in Chicago, actually, and uh, it was a disaster. There was nothing I could pull out of that. Um, but then through years of experience, you learn how. Okay, this girl can't open her eyes. She's just too much of a summer. She's squinting. So I find a place where I can put her in a. In, in a shadow somewhere. And so the, the key thing to, when you see pictures, it's in the eyes. And if you can get that person's eyes uh, in a situation where their eyes will dilate bigger, it's always a winning shot because it's just there. It's not, they're not squinting, they're not doing anything, unless you're doing Clint Eastwood. You know, that's a different story. Is there a technique you can share uh, that actors, uh, anyone in front of the camera could do to see that their eyes are open and that their eyes are bright and, and, and especially in really sunny, sunny conditions. There you go. There is a technique. And I learned it when I was modeling back in London and then I got booked to do a job in, in Greece, not Athens. And after being in London, shooting under, you know, basically gray light all the time. Uh, big scrum. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, beautiful. Just, and you do a little board here to kick up on you and everything like that. When I got down there and I hit that sun, I'm, I'm like this. And it's like, I just couldn't do it. And, and, the, and the photographer came up. She said, hey, I'm going to show you a trick. Not too many people know, but you need to know this. And we're going to hear it now in the performance. And it's going right now. What you do, he said, when you get ready to shoot. Now, I'm shooting you with hot light here. And I understand what you're going through. 
So what I want you to do is to close your eyes, lift your lids, and look right into the sun. And look there for maybe 20 seconds, whatever. The key thing is, is if it turns red in your lids or white, you're good to go. Then you open them and your eyes just go big. And you and you do that and do that and do that. So then you just go back and do it again for another yes, set of shots? Yeah, until you start squinting again. But then on the way down, you get some good shots because there's different attitudes. You know? And That's, if you're a smart guy, if you're a smart guy and you get the whole thing and you're like this, and then you come down, you got that big smile. And then as it starts to get hard, maybe you get a little harder. You get a little stronger. That kind of thing. That's great. Yeah. There's a nugget right there, Lori. Yep. Come on. Yeah. Now. Hey, I've been around. I've been to Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> you guys heard that here too. <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead. So, so moving, moving things a, a little bit forward, you, um, over time, I mean, you shoot, you shoot beautiful, beautiful stuff and you moved into filmmaking. You're on your second film now. And when I saw your first film, Easy Money, and I and I and, and I watched you working and I did now easy money. I'm more involved in the red door with your second film. But the easy money, I was busy, you were doing it. I, I don't know, we weren't you weren't showing me any of the any of the, the rushes or anything, or any of the clips of rushes. How far back do we go? Yeah. Um so far back when God said, uh, Clay and Houston, stand up. Let's put your eyes in. Yeah. <laughs> rushes for you guys uh, that might not know the expression, those were the dailies, and dailies were things that you would see now. You just hit the camera and play it back. It's no big deal. But um, I, I remember when when we you screened Easy Money, and uh, I was just going, oh, my gosh. Every scene was as pretty as your, your photography. And I went, dude, you're like, you're like a, a real DP with the moving camera as well. And just capture that so great. Yeah, where I got that from, there was a guy named Michael that I knew from Phoenix that was a still photographer that was working with the Cohen brothers. He did one of their films. And I told Michael one day, because I was shooting a little bit as I was modeling, what, what, how do you, what, what's, what's the difference? What are you doing? And he said, Halston, you just take your best still techniques and apply it to film. Well, I'm getting goosebumps. I can do that. I can do that. And you did. And the film is really beautiful. The uh, Easy Money? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've also been yes. watching. The yeah, you watched it. That was really beautiful. Your, your, scenes, yeah. your scenes are pretty. Yeah. I mean, they just are. You take the time to make the scenes look good. Yep. And get that performance. Yeah. Now, now, how about it? What are you doing with all that lighting? How are you doing it? How are you making scenes where you just go, it's beautiful. Like right, Scorsese's Irishman. I feel it's his masterpiece. I look at this thing, three hours and 20 whatever minutes long, and I go, this thing is beautiful. Yeah, but that's Scorsese. He's got all the money. He's got all the talent. He's got all that. Well, I can't, I can't speak for him because he's got a big, big budget. Yeah, and uh, how do you and, do and it? And I, I don't. I basically have lights like what you have in the studio, and then I have one uh, key uh, dish that I use. And uh, to be honest with you, a lot of times I'm using natural lighting and uh, on hopes that the, the color temperature doesn't change too much during the scene. I choose scenes that I know can get done where the color uh, temperature 
is in that area so I don't have to do a lot of work in DaVinci Resolve and try to adjust the colors because it's real tricky. And so that's, it's again, talking to cinematographers and I go, so when you did, when you did that shot, you know, uh, think like a man, you know, what, the, what did you do? He's, and he said, Houston, I used a little LED. I had that light this close to that person when I did a close-up. And I said, really, just an LED? Yeah, you, nowadays you don't need all those hot lights like they did back in the day. You know, a good example is, is uh, watching the Coen Brothers uh, film that he did, uh, uh, True Grit. And then you watch the one with John Wayne and you see such a difference with the big studio lightings back then and the rim lighting that didn't make sense. And then you see what the Coen Brothers are doing now, where they really do... It's called painting in. You use the available light, and if you know it's going to be a light change, then you fill in that available light to sustain that so when the light does change, it's still there, and then you do the shot. For people who don't know, you've brought up uh, rim lighting a few times. you want to explain that? Uh, rim lighting is uh, something that will, it looks great on guys. You bring up it's over the shoulder and you can see a lighting here. I don't know if you can you can get it here. Yeah, you can see in there, uh, this side right here, it's a little bit brighter. You can see right down here, the rim light. It kind of separates the background. So you can see right there in front of you. Oh, right there. Oh, really? It's on a delay. Oh, it's, well. <laughs> no, that's your that's your TV delay. <laughs> Is that mine? Why am I not moving? See, there Is you go. Now you're moving. My higher. <laughs> see, it's my. My, my alter ego's over there. He's on his shoulder right now. He's watching. Anyway, so, uh, but I mean, I don't think it's that important that you as a, a talent needs to be aware of that. But uh, you, you, well, I guess you should, because if you're working with a shooter and you know that on this side of the face, you got a scar, you don't want a, a cross light that's going to just enhance it. Unless you're going for the bad guy, then of course show it. But uh, with women, Keep it, keep it nice and flat, and maybe a one-three ratio, which is a little bit of a difference. You don't need the big shadows on the side. Of your a one-three ratio? Yeah, one to three, one, two, three, and you get two lights. You know, you got the front. So you're talking about positioning yeah. lights? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Well, we have filmmakers that that uh, watch, and you know, you you make it sound so easy. Oh, just use this, use it. So many films you see, and the lighting is just awful, and it, it, it's just awful. And they're trying to do their best, and you're like, oh well, it's just a, what is it? There, there's you're you're able to make shots look beautiful. You know what, I think what it was with me is that, again, I always shot emotionally and I always shot for beauty. I always wanted to bring out the, the real self of the, of the person I was working with. And um, I just would look at a shot and if I saw shadows that accented dark circles under eyes or made her nose look longer and stuff, I would figure out how to not do that. And so over a period of time, there for a while, I was just shooting beauty so much that sometimes I kind of blew it and I was shooting guys the same way. <laughs> and they're looking beautiful. Like, wait a minute, I got to change it. He looks too pretty. We got to get him to look a little bit rougher and stuff like that. Uh, it's innate. I, it's just, it's a gift I have. It's a and gift I, from God. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you are one with source, it gets even better because you just, whatever your spontaneous moment is, and when you have a spontaneous moment, it's spot on. You know? And that's really what helps. And that's, you that's know? your talent. I mean, your talent is being able to be very specific to detail, operating in the now, being aware of what's going on and being impassioned by what you're doing and being able to capture it. Yep. And that's how I do with acting reels now too. It's uh, like uh, I've had, uh, I just had this call uh, last week and he's worked with me before and he had another girlfriend, that he, another friend that he wanted to do this scene called Rabbit Hole. If you know what that was, Nicole Kidman. And, and it's, it's a heavy scene. Um, and, um, and I gave him my price and he goes, oh, I, okay, well, let me check with her. And uh, he, he comes back with me and he says, well, uh, she can't really afford that. But uh, uh, she says she's got a friend that has a camera. <laughs> and I go, okay, well, whatever works out best for you. You know, I, I know you, I know your work, you know, you do what you can do, but whatever you do, make sure they got good sound, you know, because if he misses it on the, on the, on the filming, you get good sound. That opens up a whole nother thing. Yes. You start getting into audio. Right. Audio right. is. And so, yeah, that is another thing. Uh, however, he did end up coming back to me <laughs> because it didn't work out. So. Well, let's just jump into that for just a little bit because you, you, you are a DP. Um, you, you shoot a, a, a tremendous amount. You ever guess at how many, how many actual pictures you've taken? I mean, is that I crazy? took a, I started doing a count uh, when I was on the road and I was averaging uh, anywhere from four to 500 people per year. And I did that from 1983 through 90, 94 something like that so, so, so over that. 10 years so let's say 500 and, yes 500 a year 500 a year so you're looking at 5,000 5,000 is that what it works out seems to? like there would be a lot more than that uh, yeah 10 years well now remember year, when I went on the road I only went on the road for three months right uh, usually I had to get back and get my body back I think you shot a lot more people than Maybe so. I, uh, and even the ones you don't count. I mean, you shoot people all the time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're taking to just take the camera out. And you well, go. let's look at it this way. Let's say how many how many uh, shots I've fired. So if you average about two, two to three hundred shots per person, there and you you've go. got that, then you can times five hundred, right? Right. right. Five, how 50, many? Yeah, that's, yeah a that's a lot, and that's a lot of going through images and stuff like that. Uh, where was I going with this? I, I, I thought there was something that's important. When I first started in this business, I knew what I wanted. And I knew I had the potential. And when I hired a photographer, I paid $1,500. Now, this was in 1973. $1,500. Like I mean, I mean, I had shots of me on horseback. I had shots of me falling off the horse. I've had shots of me doing high fashion. I had this. I didn't know what I was going or where I was going. I did something up in Sedona where I was wearing Western clothes. And they, I didn't know. And then finally, I got an agent. And before they went through my second book, they signed me. They just, they just signed me. They saw how much work I put into it. And so my feelings are this. When you cut 
somebody short on what they are charging, take a look at that. Is it, do you really feel you're not worth it? What do you mean when you cut someone short? Like if somebody says, well, I can't afford that price. That's just too steep for me. Okay. And on, on an average, shooters are around $700 for a session. That's the average. And, and then, of course, if you're with a school or something, you get some breaks and stuff like that. But some of them can't even afford that. Now, the, the thing is, is that, that could I afford 1500 way back there? I mean, I was laying brick. And I mean, the most I made in the week was like 300 bucks. So that's hard work, hard labor. But I knew what I wanted and I knew where I was going. There you go. That's it. And I think that's where talent has to realize how much they really want it. How, or, or how do I say this? Do they really have the burn and do they really feel they have the potential of getting there? And of course, if you're connected to source, you know, it's all there for you. You just have to just go for it and know, you know, that's it. You know? So that being said, you know, if you got to work an extra week somewhere or borrow the money or whatever you need to do, treat it like it's your business and this is what you got to do. Look how many people spend, I don't know, 50, 75,000 per year to go to college and then they come out and I asked one guy, he was studying law in school. And when he came out, I said, so what are you going to do uh, when you get, when you uh, graduate? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go back on the farm, work with my dad. Spent $75,000 going to school and then you change yeah, it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. The big student debt we have right now going on yeah. because of that exact reason. Yeah, I'll have to fix that. Yeah. So you, uh, I believe at last look, you're for for the prices you average, I think you're at $750 a session. Now you have all kinds of different packages. You do a weekend Well, I've got good ones with you. Well, no, with us, you take care of them. Yeah. CBSI students, you can get a really good deal with this <laughs> man right here. Uh, but I think you're around 750 for just a straight up shoot. And then you do some kind of all day deal. And then you do a weekend deal where you tell us about the weekend deal. That's always well, fascinating. That's usually with uh, people that are coming from either New York or, or, or another state and they want to try to make it happen down here. And what I do is I usually just pick them up at the airport and I air, kind of Airbnb my, uh, my place to them. And uh, we just spend the whole weekend shooting. They get they get to lay on that wonderful bed of mine, and I sleep on the couch. And uh, they open up uh, the curtains, and they see the ocean, and it just it just gets them in a space. So, and then you're not rushed. You don't feel like okay, I only got to roll a film, or boy, we only got an hour. You know, yeah. we just it's very cool. Just go, and it's worth it. It's fun. And Halston's got a a, a beautiful place, right? looking over the Pacific Ocean in Santa Monica. I mean, so when he, when you're talking about coming in for a weekend and you are, because I know what you do, you know, you, that person, you get that person really comfortable and then they could be in the kitchen and you'll be over there shooting them while they're in the kitchen. Yeah, You're just shooting them wherever they are until they realize this is just the way it goes. They drop all of their guard and then boom, you're catching amazing stuff. I've caught so many shots of them looking at the computer at their stuff that I shot them. And they just go. There's more. There's more. Wait, wait, hold, stop. That, hold, that, hold, that, hold that. More to go. More know, to go. I know Celine's getting all enticed by this. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, no, it I, I, love, I love it. I mean, it was arduous for a while when I was working 
uh, with big agencies uh, in Chicago and in Washington, D.C. I had one uh, client in D.C. call me and said, uh, you know, we're having problems with photographers. We're going through a suit thing. And, and to be honest with you, Allison, we don't trust anyone but you. Would you be willing to come in and shoot? And I said, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, what, you know, and, uh, and, and I said, how many people you have? Uh, well, we have 250 people. Can you do that in a month? And I did it in a month. I brought back a, a, enough money to help to pay the place for a few years and stuff like that. But uh, um, that that's hard on you because I got to be there every day, you know, and regardless if the cherry trees are blooming and you're sneezing all the time or whatever, which has happened to me in that right. little area in Georgetown at the Georgetown Suites. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so, uh, I would average about, uh, it was six to seven people a day, three changes of clothes. I gave them headshots, three quarters and full lengths. Some of them were doing fashion. Some of them were just doing commercial. So I had to really think on, on my toes. Okay. Mm. I got to make this look like a fashion thing. So it's the lines and get the lines right and all that. And then there's some that think they are in fashion and I'm going, oh my God, how am I going to make this work? You know, and I had the I had the client come and says, I don't know what you're gonna do with this girl. Well, I figured out what to do with her, you know, she because she was just so commercial. And so I just put put up a, a a shot where she's actually painting on a easel and uh, doing the shot and doing crazy stuff. And I got the shot. And it's great. So I had this one gal, bless her heart, she had to be uh, coming in around probably close to 250 pounds, big girl. And they didn't know how to handle her. So I had them go down. I always remember Lucille Ball with the big bread that comes out of the oven. You know, and she keeps going, keep going, well, I got this great big loaf of bread. And I had her walking down the street with this bread over her shoulder and everything like that. And it turned out to be in a winning shot. She took it to a convention and she won a commercial print. That's funny. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, just to go back in where we have to land this burn, burn time flies here. Um, your weekend package is not $750. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure for anybody that's watching this, no, your weekend not. package is a whole nother deal. Yeah, it's another deal. Yeah, it's another deal. And you can, you can, so people can find out about you. Uh, how? Well, I guess you can just do houston.com or you can just text me as my number that's okay so halston.com is is the website it's h-a-l-s-t-a-n.com yeah and you'll see halston williams photography i just looked you up today actually and getting ready for this interview and yes it comes up uh halston williams photography and then all your stuff is right there and your reels and your prices and your headshots and everything yep Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Right. And if you come through the studio and you're watching this as a CVSI uh, actor, you don't pay those rates. You get a special discounted rate, uh, which Halston has uh, uh, been honoring for years, which has been really great. So. Because, first of all, they're trained, you know, and when they come, they know what they're doing. And it's just a matter of just uh, shooting. And then I get creative on top of that. And it's great. Mm. You know, I think, uh, you know, Tom Hanks says it the best when he got the Golden Globe or no, he got the, the, uh, the Achievement Award. Yeah, that was at the Golden Globes. Yeah, at the Golden yeah. Globes. You know, he, he said that when he was doing theater in the early years, 
but uh, you know, he went out with his friends and they had a little bit too much to drink and, and everything. And the director, you know, had a fit because he could see that they weren't prepared or anything like that. And he said three things, know your lines, be on time and bring something, even if it's wrong, bring something. And that's what I suggest you do on anything, on a scene or on a photo shoot, have at least one or two ideas of your own and then we'll play on that. Especially to your wedding. You don't want to blow your vows. Uh, so, in, in in by the way, when are you going to get married? Yeah, Clay? Well, you know, that's another show. Okay, all right. So, uh, Halston, uh, something that I like to ask all, all my guests, and, and this has been great. The time just like flew by. This was fantastic. Uh, I like to ask this question. I think it's a little bit profound. I know you're okay with all of that, but you know we're in a big social media world and. In images and illustrations and messages. It's huge. It's huge. Um, you don't do a lot of posting, but you do do some posting. If you were able to put out a post, an, an Instagram post, and everyone in the world on the planet with an IG account would see it right away, what would be the picture and what would you say? Oh, well, that's a difficult thing because I've got so many things going on as a filmmaker. One post. One post. Um, One picture. What would you say? What would I say? Um, Start with what you'd say and then what picture would you accompany with? Does it be a, not a picture of me, you're talking any, about any picture. You can picture. send any picture. Oh, gosh, I would probably post the picture that I shot of these twins way back that I shot in 79 when I just got back from Europe and I had this European artistic thing going on shooting cinematically and it was out in Arizona in the desert and these two girls were wearing this and it was a sunset shot and it was a shot that just said Beauty just is impeccable, and you can have a twin with it. That's what I would probably say. These two twins, these two twins, this twin, these twins. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> you know, it's like when I would say something, they both talk to me exactly the same oh, way yeah, the at stereo, the same time. The stereo twins, and it was the stereo thing. Oh, yeah. Stereo thing. It was wonderful. <laughs> And you know, I look at that shop today and those shoes are in style and that dress is back in style again. It's funny how that works. So it'd be a shot of these twins yeah. in the desert at sunset. Yeah, I think it's on my, uh, in, in my... Oh, we'll have to find that and post yeah. it. I think that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's good. And what would the caption say? Oh gosh, can we wind it back so I can remember what it is? You know, I, I got this book on how to remember, but I laid it down. I can't remember what the heck it is. <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to end this episode. Beauty is impeccable, and you have twins with it. Yes. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Halston, thank you. This has been uh, this has been delightful. We've had numerous conversations, but there's something very fun about this one. So oh, yeah? Thanks for coming. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Thank All you. right, everybody. This uh, interview is with Halston Williams with Halston.com. Go look him up. Check him out. Look at his work. Call him up. You will be very happy that you did. And if you're with CBSI, he'll take real good care. And drink lots of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm Clay Banks. This has been the Performance Zone brought to you by Clay Banks Studio. And we also have a special on headshot coaching. So check out our coaching 
drop down and uh, once you sign yourself up and do yourself a favor, take real good care of yourself. You only get that one shot to make a first impression. We'll see you on the next one.